0: Uh, Yeah, Kate Butt, the Communications and Membership Manager from Albion Park joins us. Kate, good morning.
1: Good morning, guys. It's excellent to be on again.
0: We're off uh, to a, a flyer this morning. We've got plenty of winners and hopefully you're going to add to that list as well. But the Summer Carnival is only a week away tomorrow week, Kate. So next Saturday night, it is going to be great. What can we expect at Albion Park?
1: Yeah, it's come around really quickly. So, um... It's also the week of the Melbourne Cup, so we can jump on the back of that. Um, we've got seven group enlisted races thanks to Garrard's Horse and Hound, great supporter of the club. Um, Christmas of the Creek packages, which are available in our new winning post marquee, as well as the Embracing Pacing launch, so that's exciting.
0: Okay, can you just explain a little more about the Embracing Pacing launch? Uh, what, what does that entail?
1: Um, so the Embracing Pacing is a little ladies' subcommittee of Albion Park um, run by Bethany Brown. So it's um, all about hosting fun ladies' events and doing all good things for harness racing. So lots of good things to come there.
0: Okay, excellent. We look forward to that launch next Saturday night, the opening night of the 2021 Summer Carnival. Time now for a best bet. What have you come up with?
1: So tomorrow I'm going to go with... Street Appeal in race five comes out of gate six. So I think we'll see a little bit more of an aggressive drive this week. And I expect this pacer to spare straight to the top. Um, Also probably going to have limited pressure. So I think he'll be hard to run down.
0: Okay. So race five, number six, Street Appeal. You're going for four straight. You're in good form.
1: Yeah, look, I really hope we can get this one. um, So fingers crossed.
0: All right. Is there going to be more to come as far as the club's social media pages are concerned tomorrow?
1: Yeah, definitely. Butts Best Bets will go up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Creek Albion, and you can see all our Christmas and um, carnival news on there as well.
0: Okay, I bet you there's a real vibe there at Albion Park with the announcement the end of Dominion is returning in 2023.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's very, very exciting. So we're um, we're really excited, and I think the planning will start shortly. So um, yeah, really looking forward to getting into that.
0: Thanks again, Kate. We'll see you trackside.
1: Thank you. All the best, guys.
0: There's Kate Butt from Albion Park joining us. So she's come up with race five, number six street appeal. As her best bet for Albion Park tomorrow night. Ryan Spice joins us each and every Friday morning to give us his early thoughts, the good oil for the weekend. I'm keen on his thoughts for that free for all as well. Race number three, Black Sedan, at $1.70. Ryan joins us now. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you? I'm really well. So, uh, Kate's Keen on uh, Street Appeal in race five. I want to pick your brain about this open class race, the final chance for some of these horses to cement their spot for next week's Be Good Johnny Sprint. Black Sedan's the favourite. How do you see it? I
2: see Black Sedan hustling hard at the start, leading and winning. And currently at seventy with Tab, I think come jump time, he'll be at fifty, and he's my
0: best for the weekend. Okay, so there you have it. So race three, number one, Black sedan's your best bet? Absolutely. Okay. Is there anything else that takes your fancy across the weekend?
2: Yes. I also like in the mayor's Quali Race, which is race eight, number four, I'm going for a leader, Peter Double. Uh, fairy's Delight this weekend looks like she's going to run to the top. And I think the field is mainly made up of a bunch of sit sprinters, if they bet three dollars, three fifty, I think Pete can put her on the front end and prevail.
0: Okay, so race eight, number four, Fairies' Delight. Any thoughts on Sydney or Melbourne with those big features down there? Yeah, there's lots of odds on. He's getting around. Um,
2: Antonio looks amoral. Um, expensive ego. If you shop around, there's still a dollar radio around the traps. Um, I think he's a very good bet in the Len Smith Mile. Just on expensive ego. I think his career to date, we've really undersold him. Um, he's had 24 starts, 17 wins, and he's just a beast over the man-angle mile. So I expect him to be running a bold race and,
0: and winning. Okay. And Jerry, outline very strong support for Willie Go West in that four- and five-year-old championship at Melton tomorrow night. Are you at all shocked by that uh, big support coming for that runner? No, I think it comes down to the fact that he's
2: drawn the front row puppets on and he'll just be uber aggressive and take the front, I think, early on. Um, There's the two Emma Stewart horses drawn on his inside, our millionaire who he crossed the week before in the cup race and Honolulu Bay, who's first up, who's got blazing gate speed. But the trick for Honolulu Bay is that he's first up at 2,600. So even if he does cross his stable mate, I think Honolulu Bay will take the sit. And as we know, with Melton in those, these type of races, horses that lead
0: and that are classy animals tend to dominate. OK, so Willie Go West for you there in that feature. Uh, thanks for all the good, oil the small, uh, this morning, Ryan. Looking forward to a huge weekend of racing. Looking forward to next week as well, nine, one of the summer carnival. There'll be plenty to talk about as far as Albion Park is concerned. Absolutely, can't wait, Ryan. Just before you leave it, being a professional punter, just uh, like to pick your brains. We often have professional punters we have had plenty on the air over the years. But the way you go about things is it normally win bets, and do you share it if you think there's a couple of chances you might back two and three in a race, or and do you take any exotic forms of betting?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to back two or three runners in a race, Steve, especially with the way uh, market fluctuations tend to go these days from marked accounts. Um, and exotics, yeah, anytime there's a jackpot, quaddy pool, I uh, like to sink my teeth in. Um, yeah, all everything's on the table for me.
0: Thanks for joining us. Cheers. Yeah, Ryan Spice. That might be something, Chris, when we have more time uh, one Friday or even during the week is uh, have, a, have a more of an in-depth conversation with the way he goes about things in regards to punting. I think it'd be fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. As, as long as time permits, we can do that, Steve. Okay. So, all right. Well, Darren Clayton is about to wrap up all things uh, this morning as far as finding winners for the weekend. So just repeating, we've got Race 5, Number 6, Street Appeal for Kate Budd. And Ryan's just given us two for Albion Park tomorrow night. Race 3, Number 1, Blacks Are Dance. And Race 8, Number 4, Fairies Delight. Darren Clayton joins us online now. Darren,
3: good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you this morning?
0: I'm really well. Your thoughts? Do you share that uh, enthusiasm for Blacks Are Dance and the free-for-all tomorrow night?
3: Yeah, certainly. I think he, he just has all the all the aces in his hand. He gets the gate. He's a big winner, three runs back. He's run two runs back since that win. He's, he was freshened after that, have been absolutely super. Um, he gets out, he gets to the front. I can't see what uh, what can beat him, to be honest. I think, obviously, replaced eye will probably be most likely, likely on his back. He gets that first shot. I don't think he probably has the, the closing speed to gun down Black Sedance. So, yeah, it's all, all eyes on him for me at what will be his 50th Albion Park start. Mm.
0: Just with Black Sedance, it was a PB effort when he won three starts ago, 51 8. He was then put away fresh. And the two runs back, as you outlined, have been absolutely super. But he's been driven in a different manner. Last time he had to sort of stay on the inside because he was drawn the inside of the second row. But when he was driven off cover first up, he went within a whisker of running down speeches, silver, which seems almost uh, impossible to do, but he got so close. Have they stumbled across the right sort of way of driving him now Now that he's at this open class level?
3: Well, I think it's just opened up a different level of versatility with him, Chris. I think earlier on in his early two-year-old and three-year-old days, um, as as can be so often the case, you they just drive them like the best horse in the race, which generally means... Going around them, sitting in the breeze, or or moving on to take take the lead, and I think now that he's getting up and he's getting that extra tempo in his races, like we saw in that run where he just missed uh, Speeches Silver was a the barest possible margin. That's really going to help him. That he has that versatility. That he can. Um, fire out, that he can come off cover. Um, I, I think that's really um, strengthened his credentials moving into open class territory and, and how much further he can move on from just being a free-for-all horse and whether he can then take that next level. We well, saw him early on in his two-year-old days. He was always a speed machine, so um, he's developed that now and um, certainly got it all with him.
0: I'm just waiting for this dollar seventy to change. I'm looking at the screen. What price do you think the horse will jump?
3: Blacks a dance, Darren? I thought he'd be uh, around the dollar sixty, Mark Steve. So I think a dollar seventy, is still, still good value. I just, okay. I can't. A bit like um, uh, last week, I, I just can't see what can be... Not not, not last week, North Street Hustle. The week before, turn it up, where we got a sort of even money early on, where on paper it just looked like a, a lead and win situation with no pressure. Again, this is the same scenario: leads and wins. To be fair to Colt 31, he's probably the one that has to to do the early work. I can't see anything else wanting to sit outside him. Colt 31 sits outside him. I don't think he beats him.
0: Hmm. Going to be a good race tomorrow night. And as I said, there's plenty at stake as we get closer to that Be Good Johnny sprint next week. I'm interested in your thoughts in this opening race. I think the market will reflect. It looks to be a two-horse race between LL Cool J and Mac Da Vinci. Which way are you leaning?
3: Yeah, I've got Mac DaVinci on top, uh, Chris. Purely off the off the back of the fitness factor, he has had um, he sort of a run six weeks ago, but then his first up run was super. I think LL Cool J looks like a type that's just going to take a few more runs to really wind up. Um, Mac da Vinci probably a little bit more tactically has more in his court. I can probably see a mid race move taking place here, um, zipping around them and either getting forward or um, even working onto the front in the early to middle stages. Um, It was interesting the other day you had Brendan Barnes on and, you know, we've been talking about, you know, who's the number one seed as a free-for-all star in Queensland and that Brendan put Mac Da Vinci on top. So um, that's a good lead from someone who's out there competing with them and and has driven a few of them. He's got the drive with Rock with Sam. He drives Dorada's Delight. So um, that's a good lead, I think. This guy, if there is a query, and I did um, did mention this to someone, it uh, was, was actually to Ryan yesterday, um, Mac Da Vinci's had four goes at the Albion Park twenty He doesn't have a win as yet. So if there is just that tiny chink, could that be it? Mm.
0: Just with LL Cool J, the first run was more than okay. Uh, he was facing a, a big challenge from the draw and the way that race set up. Uh, the fact uh, he's second up tomorrow night, does he have to win this race to guarantee, him, uh, guarantee himself a spot in next week's Beagle Johnny Sprint?
1: Uh,
3: I, I don't think so. I think unless we get an, an influx of horses from interstate, I would suggest he's probably got enough in his favour in his in his last six starts to hold his position there. Um, Certainly gets in it probably ahead of a few of those fringe runners. So uh, I, I don't think he needs to win. He probably needs to run, you know, maybe top four or five. I would suggest to really just t- to really cement that spot. He, he, if he doesn't do that, he well then he's, he is putting himself sort of in that fringe position. But um, he's certainly going to be. Like you mentioned, the first up run, it was against the Tempo where Turn It up zipped up the lane in um, sub-27. So anything back in the pack was really facing a task. Just where he gets again this time. I guess the other thing, while it'd be great to get the run under the belt, uh, is the mile probably not his best go anyway. So looking to the the Beagle Johnny, they're probably really looking for the week after anyway. Okay. Uh, Your best bet tomorrow night, where is it? Air race six, horse number one, chasing the wind. Um, he's none from six at Albion Park, but to be fair, though all those starts were before he sort of hit this latest purple patch of form. He's won three of his last four at Redcliffe. The last start win was super, uh, did all the work in the run, and they've run 156 and changed to the trip. Really strong closing sectionals as well, and he was doing it tough. Has a speed to lead, I believe. I think he holds them out early, and... Um, should be the one to beat. Race six, number one, Chasing the Wind.
0: Okay, so race six, number one, Chasing the Wind, the best bet. Uh, just quickly, uh, throw us some numbers for the quaddie, the main quaddy, races five, six, seven, and eight.
3: Yeah, so first leg, uh, numbers one, three, and six. I've got our Bondi Beach on top in that race. Uh, In the second leg, numbers one and nine, that is Chasing the Wind. Just got a uh, saver on Beast Mode. I thought he was good last week uh, in a race that Chopped and Changed in the early stages. Third leg, numbers four and six. Uh, I've got number six, Rock Fisherman, on top over Waz Firebug. And then in the closing lead, I thought this was the wide one to play, numbers four, six, seven, and nine. Uh, I've actually got Molly Secret on top no ryan's got four fairies delight i've got her in for second and throwing in nine molly's mary l7 our antonio rose so uh that's one three six from one and nine from four and six from four six seven nine twenty four dollars will give you 50 percent
0: beautiful and as far as the dashboard is concerned that uh, weekly information that goes up on the racing queensland website there's plenty there
3: yeah, that's up. We've got all the, the early quaddy numbers, the quaddie. Um, I thought the best trifecta race came up in race five, that our Bondi Beach race. Uh, Street Appeal probably gets to the front, so that looked a good peg trifecta there. Uh, driver to follow this week, Brendan Barnes. I thought he had a, a couple of good chances there. Gerard is delight. delight. Uh, crazy Shippo, who I've got on top, I thought just needs some luck to get the passing lane in race two. Sam is Perfection. In race four, he's got chasing the wind, my best bet. And he picks up the drive on our Antonio Rose, who has left punters burned in her three starts in Queensland. Can it be Brendan to turn those fortunes around?
0: All right. Well, and if you're looking for that little bit of extra information, weekend winners with Racing Queensland, Brendan Barnes, Angus Garrard, they join us to go through their books of drives so you can get a little bit more insight from the drivers themselves. Darren, as always, appreciate the time. Enjoy the weekend and we'll be chatting next week.
3: Yeah, looking forward to it, Chris, and good card tonight and looking forward to everything that's coming up.